0: all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. As we turn to the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter and verse two. Then we'll do two Proverbs and you Mark 11. Thou art snared with the weights of thy mouth. Thou art snared with the weights of, of, of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the weights of, of thy mouth. Proverbs
1: 12,
0: verse 14. A man shall be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth. mouth. Mark 11, the 23rd verse. For verily I say unto you, you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be, thou sea, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall in his heart but shall believe, th- he sayeth, shall, shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. As a Baha'i, the gracious Heavenly Father we are reporting for duty this morning it is by grace that we are here this morning there are so many plans hundreds of thousands of millions plans that the enemy had against us but every plan that the enemy had came to naught and lord we just came here to appreciate you for humiliating our enemy because His humiliation is for our elevation. And that is why as we come here, we come with an understanding of who we are, that the hosts of Heavens are here to protect us, Heavenly Father. As we are going to delve into the weight may we be guided by Your inspiration. And if there are sick people in the building, may they be completely delivered. Even those that are maybe on the streaming, may they be delivered. I know you are a deliverer, dear God. You are the God that we can judge by deeds, not just by the speech of promises. Once you make a promise, we consider it to be done. You said, I'm the Lord, the God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. This morning we come believing so. And Lord, as we are going to go with the weight, may you open the ears of the listeners. And dear God, may you circumcise my lips that whatever is going to be said here, let it be for the edification of the bride and as well as for the glorification of your name. In no way it should not be for personal glory. That's my desire as I commit everything to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. amen. As you take your seats for a couple of minutes. Amen. Just for a few minutes, we want to speak on speak it, believe it, receive it. Amen. Speak it, believe it, and receive it. Amen. Amen. Now, already Brother Brenham has told us many times that we must never let our testimony be negative. Amen. 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 And I believe that the reason he warned us about that he knows that a confession will become a reality amen. if it is a positive one it brings positive outcomes if it is a negative one inevitably it will bring a negative outcome amen, amen. that's why the bible says a man shall be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth Amen. Amen. And then it comes, it says, Thou art snared with the weights of thy mouth. You are entrapped by the weights of your mouth. Amen. Then you are taken with the weights of thy mouth. Your mouth can overtake you. Amen. Amen. Now, and Jesus comes, he says, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou be removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Now, when we speak about confession, this is uh, very something very critical because, you know, uh, motivational speakers took certain parts of the gospel and refined them and went on to motivate people. And uh, as a result, whenever you come with such a sermon that speak it, believe it, and receive it, uh, people may somewhat say, is it motivational talk? I beg to differ. Uh, Any positivity that is not based on the word of God will come to nothing. Let me repeat Any positivity that is based not on the word of God will come to nothing. But the positivity that is based on the word of God is able to address you when you are sick. It's able to address you when you die. It's able to address you even when you rise. In motivational talk, they can't speak about death. They say it's negative. But within the faith cycle, we speak about death and tell you that you've got a victory over the grave Hallelujah Now when we speak about confession, confession is not denying physical facts or temporary circumstances so we, we, we a lot of times this is where we differ with motivational talk, the motivational people will say ignore your circumstance but we don't say ignore Goliath we say take Goliath head on Hallelujah! We don't say ignore cancer. Acknowledge it is cancer. And go to the doctor to affirm it is cancer. And get a diagnosis that confirms it is cancer. And have a certificate that it is cancer. So that when you are delivered, you can say, this is what I was before the healing, and this is what I am after the healing. Are you still with me? We are simply saying, by confession, we are simply say. You acknowledge your circumstance, you acknowledge your situation, you acknowledge your condition, but somewhat you are elevated by faith above your condition. Hallelujah. Because if you are not aware of your condition, you are not going to be aware of your elevation. You have to admit that I'm here, but now deliberately or intentionally I'm being elevated above this situation. You see the situation, you see the conditions, you see the symptoms, but you're above the symptoms. Does it make sense, folks? So it is declaring what God, who never changes, has said about the outcome and standing in faith until all temporary conditions are in line with his eternal declaration. So that means you are there. You know, the beauty about it, what, once the weight is conceived in the heart and it is declared through the human lips, it creates such a spiritual force. Did you hear? It has to be conceived in there and it has to be declared through and then it, it becomes a spiritual force. So, if if you just declare it without it being conceived in the heart, it will come to nothing. It has to be first to find a dwelling place in the heart and be conceived in the heart and be declared through the lips, then it creates a force. Are you still with me? But when you declare that, it means that you, you are aware of this condition, but we are already declaring the outcome of the condition. While you are still in the condition. I hope we are together here. Because what's happening, you are not looking at the condition, but you are looking on what the weight is set about the condition. You are aligning with the outcome based on the weight of that situation. You are sick, but you say, The Lord said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. While being sick, but you look at the outcome being a healing. Are you still with me? And now, the between, between the declaration and you being in that situation, that's when the devil begins to flood you with doubts and negative thoughts to discourage you because he knows once, once you see your situation and once you believe the outcome of your situation in line with the weight, then you become unstoppable. And and it is going to force your temporary situation to line up with the eternal declaration. This I need to stop here for a while. The eternal declaration is already speculated or is already stipulated in the word. Hallelujah. Yes. The, it, as it is already stipulated, but we're gonna come into temporary situa- conditions. Your your trial is a is a temporary condition. Your sickness, is a, a temporary condition. Your challenges are temporary conditions. But be, be, despite those temporary conditions, there is an eternal declaration, and your duty is to bring your temporary situation or condition under the subjection of eternal declaration. Are you here, people? So that means you are not. Your focus is not the temporary condition. Your focus is eternal declaration and you've got to confess eternal declaration while you are in a temporary situation but the danger today we declare temporary conditions and reinforce them and we sink in our temporary condition you will never die hallelujah you've already passed from death unto life isn't what the scripture says and brother brother says the church will never be defeated it is an invincible army I'm just bringing Eternal Declaration closer to your doorstep. Your body one day will change the atoms of the body, of the, your, the, the atoms. Are you still with me? So you have to know what is the Declaration, Eternal Declaration, because there it reveals uh, the will of God. Are you Are you with me so far? Now, faith speaks. You are. Expectations, not your experiences. Uh, hallelujah. Now, a lot of times, if, if you... Uh, uh, faith doesn't stress that, oh, I was the only child. Oh, I come from this family. Oh, they hate me. Oh, they rejected me. That's not a faith. Amen. Faith does not reflect on experiences. Because experiences by nature are crippling. Because you were born in sin, shaped iniquity, came to the world speaking life, your experiences are somewhat faulty to begin with. But the faith speaks of your expectations. Yes. So this morning, there are people that are driven by experiences, and there are people that are driven by expectations. Yes. Did, did you hear me on that one? There are people this morning in this church that are driven by experiences. And there are people that are driven by expectations. Because with an experience, a lot of times you say, because you experience this, and inevitably you think that you may experience this again. But with an expectation, you say, yes, I experienced that, but my expectation is this. And now, now, that's when faith begins to bring manifestations in your life. Are are you still with me? We all have experiences that we are not proud of. We all have experiences that we do not want them to reoccur in our lives. It could be family experiences, personal experiences, health experiences, whatever experiences that are there, they are there. And some of you, the devil is telling you that because mama, grandmother suffered from this, mama suffered from this, you're going to suffer from this. Based on that experience, he says, because of their experiences, it's going to become your experience. But faith will say, yes, that's an experience, but that's not an expectation. Uh, hallelujah. I hope we are together here. You, you, you cannot change your experiences, but you can change your expectations. Amen. And expectations, we say, it's a breeding ground for miracles. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. In the message, the second miracle, paragraph 8, he says, Faith is something that you, it's absolutely, it's something that you, it's not just what you imagine." Faith is not an imagination. Hallelujah. Things that are accessed by faith is not imagination. Amen. So I'm not saying it's not a situation where you are sick, we say, imagine that you are healed. Hallelujah. Imagination is very feeble by nature. It comes and goes. It's not it's not real. But uh, the prophecy, faith is something that you—it's absolutely—it's not something that you imagine. It's a reality. Yes, so uh, faith, faith can touch things that it claims. Are, are you with this morning? Yes. Faith can touch things that it claims, and say, faith can say, "I've got it," yes. not I imagine it. I, I've got it. But yet, yet, once faith says, I've got it, but it's still hidden to the natural eye. Yes. You, you can tell somebody, they will say, where is it? They cannot see it. Because, you know, faith operates in a certain, when you have faith, faith ushers you into a certain realm. Where you see things that are not as though they are. Hallelujah! Now that 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 you cannot share it with somebody unless they experience what you see. Uh, Are you with me? So it's a it's a reality. Now bring these principles of divine healing. He says here. Now the only thing, the only thing a minister can do would be preach the gospel, tell you the truth, and that's what I'm doing this morning, and you believe it, accept it, and act upon your confession. Did you hear that one, folks? So the minister will preach the gospel or the truth. While you are sitting there, the decision is on you to believe it. Here is a danger. Others believe it. But they don't accept it. And when you believe it without accepting it, we say it's an intellectual conception. You, you, you say amen because the person sitting next to you say Amen. You say amen because you are in church. It's expected that you have to say amen. But there are people that uh, look at it, then it opens up a realm of possibility, and they see that what is spoken can be actualized. Hallelujah. Then then they believe it. Then they accept it. Accepting it, it means the truth is being presented. But you see your role in the truth that is being presented. That that's what he's talking about. He's talking about me. The situation that is being referred to, it refers to me. Then thereafter, once you have believed it and accepted it, then you've got to act upon your confession. So that means once we are done with church, you've got to have your own distinct confession to your situation based on what you have heard and believed and accepted. Then you act on your confession. Many times we leave church and forget what was spoken in church. And as a result, we are unable to act upon your confession. When was the last time when the church was done and you saw your role in what was preached in the church and you are consumed by what was presented in church and you saw that that was me and as a result of that, this is what I need to do to bring what I saw so that it becomes results in my life. Are you here, people? When you act upon your faith, it says you go out and say "Say you are well and believe you are well uh, be, believe you are well so you go out and say I'm well yes, and believe you are yes. and act like you are uh, hallelujah? You, you get what I mean? Now, w- w- when somebody hears us speaking that, he thinks it's just a mental gymnastics. It's not mental gymnastics. It's the law of God. <laughs> Once you speak it and believe it and act upon it, then it becomes a reality. <laughs> now, you are in church, you are sick. And as you are sick right there, but you go out and say, it begins with you saying, I'm well. Not the preacher saying you are well. Not saying God, is God saying you are well. You have to say it. It it is not the responsibility. It begins with Yum Zalwan. You have to say, I am well. Why it, it, it has to be that? You've got to own the process you've got to develop a sense of ownership to what you are confessing even if it is a pastor once the church is done something is gonna happen it will shake your confidence but when it is your own personal conviction that yes it is me i am well you will meet a demon and you will say to the demon i personal pronoun i take responsibility i am well and believe you are well. The more you say it, you reinforce your faith, system to believe, yes, I'm well. And not only believe it, but act like you are well. Oh, hallelujah. You know, this one is where it's very dangerous. A lot of sick people get sick because they look for pity. I don't say we don't need to sympathize, but a lot of people sing because of pity. I'm sick, I'm the only one. You don't know what I'm going through. We know what you're going through. But we say, act like you are well. Uh, how do we act that you are well? You know, certain things you've got to force them. Faith by nature is bullish. By nature it is forceful. Because Brother Ron says it is the boss. Faith is when you say, this sickness prevents me from eating. But faith says we're going to have a good meal. Hallelujah. I'm going to cook this meal and I'm going to enjoy this meal. How are you sure? It's because I've said it. It's because I believe it. And it's because I act as it is. And it will be so. I I don't know whether we're together. You are going to find a resistance when you say it you want going to find resistance when you believe it. You're going to find resistance when you accept it. you want going to find resistance when you act upon it. But despite the resistance, you keep on saying, yes, I believe it. Yes, I accept it. Yes, I act upon it. In no time, it brings the results. Are you here, people? He says, you say, brother Brenham, should I do that before it? He says, you never feel nothing. Jesus never said, did you feel feel it? He said, do you believe it? We we don't care what you feel. We care on what you believe. The feeling will be there, and the feeling may be contrary, but the feeling is not the arbiter of faith. The feeling will be superseded by faith. He said, do you believe it? It's by faith, not by feeling. You are not saved by feeling. Hallelujah. This morning, what convinces you that you are saved? What convinces you that you are saved? Huh? You feel like you are saved. You're going to feel like you are not saved tomorrow. What convinces, in your thoughts, of thoughts, what convinces you that you are saved? Faith. And how do you reinforce it? Do you say it often in your heart, yes, I'm saved? And the more you reinforce it, then it matters not how you feel. The same way how you feel that you are, the same way how you confirm that you are saved, it is the same way that you must confirm you are healing. Even on days where you don't feel like you are healed, you are healed. Amen. Because why? Your faith tells you I'm healed. Amen. Even on days when things go, go haywire, you say things are going right. You, you know, Brother Brahman says to the, the supernatural mind borders between the line of sanity and insanity. It, folks, if you are going to be supernatural, you need a certain degree of insanity. Uh, hallelujah. You've got to lose your mind. I understand what I'm talking. The natural world or the scientific world achieved so much through insanity. I say insanity in inverted comma. They had to lose their mind. The man that found electricity, he had to lose his mind before he found electricity. He didn't know what he was looking for. But he says, there is a power that I can pick up. And people discourage him, but he says, I know it is there. And people regarded him as being insane, but he said, I'm not insane. I've lost my mind in the natural realm. But I know by inspiration it is there. And today you've got your electricity. People that flew into the sky, they first had to lose their mind. How can such a gigantic thing fly into the sky? They had to lose, they had to disregard what their relatives were saying. Are you still with me? How much more about Christian scientists? How much more about you, astronauts? Then you have to lose your mind. Hallelujah. You have to lose your mind ...and claim things that are impossible... ...until people say you have lost your mind... ...it is impossible... ...but you say by faith... ...it is possible. Are you still with me? Are there things that we can claim... ...to shake Satan? There are diseases that have got no cues. Are we going to fold our arms as believers... ...and say there is no cue? I beg to differ. There is a creator... That designed the human body there is a creator that knows how many cells are in the body there is a creator that put the laws of how those cells must collaborate and therefore that creator has a secret to every human challenge i say he's got a, 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 a remedy to every human challenge well, i hope you are with me this morning there is no disease that is incurable in God's economy. Yes. Uh, this one I must announce it. Amen. There is no sickness that is incurable in God's economy. Amen. Bring any disease that is a cure Amen. in God's laboratory. How do, you have, how do you access that vaccine? By faith. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. By the power of your spoken word. When you claim it and believe and act upon it. I hope this will energize you towards something. Amen. It's by faith, not uh, by feeling. You're not saved by feeling. Why, the devil can beat you around every stump in this country saying it's by your feelings. I'm not saved because I feel like I'm saved. I'm saved because God's word says I'm saved. Amen. Now listen just a moment. The word of God will defeat the devil any place, anywhere, anytime, on any condition. Oh, this one I must say it once more. The word of God will defeat the devil any place. Folks, not only Jeffersonville, any place. Hallelujah yeah. anywhere yeah. any time yeah. and on any condition yeah. oh folks we are yearning to go back to some realm of normality yeah. the world has been ushered into a state of norm- abnormality we can't have churches we used to have we've got to be very conscious and calculate the numbers but folks that's not how god designed his church oh, yeah. I beg to differ. The church has got the voltage of power. And the church cannot surrender easily. Can I get an amen on that one? I know the devil is there saying, "Calculate." I say, the word will defeat the devil any place. Anywhere. Anytime. On any condition. We are looking for people that can take this quotation and actualize it we are looking for people that can take this quotation and leave it out we are looking for people that can take this quotation and not just leave it as a sermon but make it a reality and say yes the word of god will defeat satan any place anywhere anytime on any condition do you believe these things The message, all things. The prophet says, paragraph 39, God God hates a powerless religion. Folks, I hate a powerless religion. A powerless religion is a religion that has got no results. A powerless religion is just a, a bunch of routines. Adherence to the laws and the bylaws with no results. Brother Brown say God hates a powerless religion. And any religion today that hasn't got Christ in it, it is powerless. Amen. But any religion that Christ, that Christ in is under his own blood is got power in it. Amen. Let's get on, brother. God, He brings it back. God hates a powerless religion. Is God to have power in it? Is God, folks, it has to have power. Now, when it has power, it means if we come to church and gather in the manner that you have gathered, and the sick come and the sick live sickly, it's a powerless religion. Yes. If we gather in this manner, sinners come and they live as they are, it is a powerless religion. If we come in this manner and have needs and live with needs that are unmet, it's a powerless religion. Do you believe that? It's just a waste of time. And God hates a powerless religion. And furthermore, I want to take it further. I hate a powerless religion. I need a religion that brings the results. I need a religion that makes a brother say, yes, last week I was sick, but today, after hearing the way, I was delivered from my sickness. I need a religion that can make a young man that is on the verge of a suicide to come into a church building and hear the way, and right there at that moment, tell Satan, no, 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 you will never make me do that. I need such a religion. I need a religion when the marriage is under strain and mommy and dad are about to go a separate way. The religion that can make them to come together and reconcile. And mommy looks at daddy and remembers what he saw in daddy when they were still here. I hate a powerless religion. Do you hate it as well? Yes. It's God to have sincerity. Sincerity brings power yes. a lot of times we are powerless because we are not sincere yes. hallelujah yes. and when you are, you know when you are not sincere at your workplace you will never demand a raise yeah. if the bo- if you see the boss you run away yeah. but when your things are in order you go looking for a boss You know, there are people that you manage as a boss and there are people that manage you as a boss. There are people that the boss is afraid of. When he meets them in the passage, they say, hey, we need to do one, two, three. We need resources. Hallelujah. And when the boss delivers the resources, they achieve the results. And when they see the boss, they say, I need a raise because they can justify it. Some are just afraid that we are not fired. Just happy that we are not fired. Are you still with me? But sincerity brings power because the sincerity makes you to be entitled to say, based on what I delivered, I am entitled to that. Oh, folks, there are people that come here, they are happy to be message believers. They're happy to have the spoken word. Whether the results are there or not there, they don't care. But there are people that are sincere. I've lived a good life. I've committed myself to God. I've separated myself. Therefore, on those bases, God, you had much better deliver the results. Folks, there are people that must never fail. I say there are people that must never fail. Based on how they have lived, based on their commitment, based on their testimony, based on their confession, they must never fail. Because if such people fail, it will prove there is no God. Hallelujah, are you here this morning? I said there are people that are never meant to fail. If they fail, God is without a witness. Their sincerity their dedication, their commitment, their confession, it must make them to be possessors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking out there, I'm talking about in the message. There are people, if they fail, the message will be a liar. Based on how they've positioned themselves and say I'm the emblem of the message of the hour I just don't associate with it. The message has become me. My family knows the message is me. My boss knows the message is me My community knows the message is me. I must never fail They have become synonymous with the message of the hour. I know what I'm talking about. Are you still with me? It brings sincerity. Sincerity brings power. And sincerity brings real worship. Hallelujah. Where you surrender. I say it's not by my power, it's by your power. It is by your grace. Not forms, but genuine power. Worship. To know that you have passed from death unto life. That is what every believer must come to. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. Come with this one. My angels shall go before thee. He says, then when you can then when you can hit Satan with the scripture, hallelujah, Uh, Folks, the guy has got to be whipped. There are instruments that you can use to whip Satan. Hallelujah. You know, when you've got a shambok, no one will ever take advantage of you. That's why a believer must know the scriptures. The believer must know the scripture because with the scripture, you can take one scripture and whip Satan. And once he has been hit with the scripture, he's just as powerless as he can be. And this morning, by grace, I want to make Satan to be powerless in your life. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your issues are, I don't know what your challenges are, I don't know what your experiences are, but one thing I know, I can change your expectations this morning. When you look at those and say, they matter no. and you take one scripture, the devil doesn't make too many scriptures, brother, just find one scripture that you connect with and use that scripture to beat Satan. I've got a scripture that I always beat Satan with. I say the Lord says he will bring me to an expected end. And I say Satan, no matter what avenues I take, wherever I come to the end, it will be an expected end. do you have a scripture that you can use there are many scriptures that you can take and use against Satan if there is Goliath or a mountain before you if you say to this mountain it's one of the scriptures that you can use to whip Satan this morning we cannot sit like a powerless church, we cannot be under a powerless religion there is a scripture for every situation there is a scripture for every disease are you still with me Amen. Amen. In the message, the Padma's vision, he says, he says in this message, the Padma's vision, what happens when two omnipotents meet. And he has told us, in another quotation, that man is omnipotent. What happens when two omnipotents meet? When God and man comes together. Two omnipotents. Something has got to... (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God and man come together, something has got to shake. There's got to be a breakthrough. There's got to be a solution. Whatsoever you would say, with that creative power of omnipotence of God, knowing that He promised it and said it in His word, it creates a power that goes out yonder and brings things to pass, yeah. things that is not. Yeah. Did you hear? Yeah. When you say with that creative power of omnipotence of God, yeah. knowing that He has promised it yeah, and said it in his way, it creates a power. so your way are not just a bunch of, of alab- alphabets. Your words have got power in them. And once your words have been spoken, they go into a certain sphere. And they bring things that are not from that sphere and bring them to pass. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Things that are not, it makes them as though they are. Because the two omnipotents have met. Amen. There he stands. No one Paul says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. When you bring God and men together, there's never been any force that ever brought those two under subjection. When Moses came together with God, no matter how Pharaoh was resolved, Pharaoh had to bow down and say, the God of Moses is the God indeed. When the Hebrew children came together with God, even Nebuchadnezzar had to bow down. Any time when you see a man and God coming together, something is going to shake. And in now we say it is the season where God and man must come together and something is going to shake. Amen. I hope we are together here. Jesus Christ is the same. Paragraph four zero. He says, But if I took one bucket full of water out of the ocean, you know, the ocean is huge. But it says if I take a bucket full of water out of the ocean, or even a teaspoonful of it out of the ocean, the same chemical that's in the entire ocean will be in the teaspoon. Yes. Stay with the principle, folks. Here is an ocean. You admire the ocean. Maybe you are a wheat banker. You've gone to the coast. You can't bring the ocean here. But what you can do, if you just take a teaspoon of water from that ocean and bring it to Weed Bank, you have actually brought all the minerals that are in the ocean are now in that teaspoon. Yes. Now, somebody that does not know will look at the water and say, this is a tiny water from the ocean, it doesn't mean much. But if you take the same water into the laboratory, and take the same water that is in the ocean and assess them, you'll find that the quality is no less. And this morning, there is a God, the creator of the universe, who filled up time, space, and eternity. But today, that same God, there is a people, even if they have a teaspoon of Him, it doesn't make God lesser in them. It is the same God that created the universe. This morning, folks, you may have come to a church. If you've got just a bit of deity in you, that deity is enough to create things in your life. Are you still with me? The problem we are looking for bigger things, but what you need, you already have it in you. That deity, if you connect with that deity in you and you speak certain things and believe them. The nature of God, he says in the beginning, let there be light. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He believed in it. And Brother Monson say it might have taken many years, but later the spoken way was materialized. Mm-hmm. What was God trying to show? He was trying to show his sons that in the same principle, they can access things in the same way. Mm-hmm. That's why you are where you are today based on what you said many years ago. And where you will be from now, it will be based on what you say today. And I say, Satan, you can hijack many things, but don't hijack my tongue. You can say a lot of things, but I own my tongue, because life and death lies on the tongue and there are certain proclamations that i will make over my life without consultation with the david and those proclamations will become a reality and not only for me for my children as well there are certain things that i will say that certain will never change hallelujah my child my children will never go lost (laughs) hallelujah you you are sitting there and say are you sure i am i am confessing it and i am believing it and i am going to act like it even when they go where you are i say Satan, i don't care i made a declaration as a son of god that they will never go wrong hallelujah they may go wrong for a number of years but one day my spoken wait will convict them at a very unusual time. He will be sitting with his friends, drinking beer and he will drop down and tears will stream down. Not because there is a sermon, not because there is a church, not because there is a Bible, but because there is a Father many years ago that spoke and said, my children will never go lost. Hallelujah. Your words will never go void. Even God's word will never go void. it. It will accomplish what it was sent for. Hallelujah. I said certain things must be declared. You, this morning, we can declare things over your life. You will never die. You will never give up. You will never be defeated by Satan. That's what I'm saying. And it is the truth. I say it is the truth. You believe it. You accept it, you act upon it, and that man said, no matter what, I will never sink. No matter what, I will never be destroyed. Why? That's the spoken way. Oh, brother, certain things have got to be said today, especially in these trying times, where we don't know what's next. But one thing for sure, we know what's next. We can use the spoken way. To save tomorrow. I say we can use the spoken word. To save tomorrow. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? Some of you are children. You are the result of the wishes of your parents. And yes. your children will become your wishes. Yes, yes. And some of you, I must take it further. You are the wishes of your pastor. Yes. You don't just gather like this and it's just a church. The pastor's got a heart for the people. Yes. I look at you and say, David, I know you're causing a storm in that corner, but you're not going anywhere. Yes. Do you hear me? A church is not where we just come and clap hands. It's where a pastor looks at the people under a vision. And understands his authority under a vision. And declares certain things under inspiration. There are some of you that would have long given up, but I stood in prayer. And I say, it's not their choice. I stood in prayer. I said, Satan, I don't care. I'm the minister of the gospel in the area. It's making you uncomfortable because you think I must come here and cry. No, sir. The days of crying because of Satan are over. I said the days of crying because of Satan are over. We are now in a combat zone where we take the devil head on. And we don't have any instrument that's can Wait is the original seat the spoken word will bring the results the spoken word will change lives, the spoken word will find lives and I say by the power of the spoken word, you are blessed somebody will not believe it folks, I'm glad you are sleeping not sleeping to encourage me but you must come from your heart I said, because I see myself in what is being spoken about. That's me. He's speaking about me. No matter what I'm holding on. Because there is a declaration over my life. Do you think we just went through economy and you just got jobs? You were like, well, other companies are closing down no say we went down and say lord don't shame us lord we preach to the gospel people were saying after the lockdown people are not going to come to church because they have realized pastors are powerless ministries are powerless i beg to differ i've seen god on the move during the lockdown than any other time hallelujah i see i have seen god during a lockdown than any other time. Well, we went and consulted with God. And said, God, if, what are we going to preach when we open? If they all die, what am I going to preach? If they all get sick, what am I going to preach? I said, say, God, this is a moment of showdown. There's a moment where you need to give the ministry a credibility. There's a moment where you need to bring a reinforcement. And by grace, I can stand behind the pulpit years later and say, we have never lost even one life. I say, we have never lost even one life. And those that lost to their jobs, we prayed. And during the lockdown, pastor i got a job where did that job come from it did not come from it did not come from Sarah ramaphosa it came from the almighty god and it is during lockdown where god exposed false prophets corruption folks we are the time where god exposes anything your favorite musicians are going to be exposed. Your favorite prophets are going to be exposed. This is a time where you cannot come flash anymore. This is a time of manifestation. If you are evil, you're going to be evil. If you are holy, you're going to be holy. There's no in between this time. Hallelujah. Go, brother. God loves the showdown. I love a showdown. Amen. Just a teaspoon of water has the same minerals yes. that are in the ocean. Brother, why cry? Speak. Paragraph 88. Now, the Holy Spirit has one message. Speak, folks. The Holy Spirit has got one, not many messages, one message. What is the message, oh, brother? If you are sick, this morning I had a bit of fever, and I say, oh, I don't feel right. But as I'm speaking right now, I'm healed. <laughs> <laughs> ah, maybe think I staged it. I'm not staging it. I wasn't well. But by God's grace, God has delivered. Amen. Every time I'm sick and I come to preach, I always say I'm not stopping, Amen. because once that power is released from another Chinese and goes through this body, our sickness cannot stop. Amen. A few minutes into the someone, the devil is paralyzed. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. So you ignore what the symptoms. Amen. You ignore the condition because the Holy Spirit has got one message: Speak the word. And go forward. Don't be stagnated. Speak and move. Amen. That's right. Don't. He says, don't cry to me. God says, don't cry to me. Why is God saying, don't cry to me? Already everything that you need, it's in you. Uh, heaven today has got no answer. This is a very unusual statement for a minister to say. Heaven has got no answer to your solution. Your answer is already in you. Hallelujah. He says, don't cry to me. There is the way. Speak it and (laughs) Oh, brethren, what are we going to do? Are we going to have church or not have church? What are we going to do? Who are we going to wait till we have church? Speak the word. And move forward. Thou saith the Lord. That is the message of the Holy Ghost. Bring another one brother. Same message. Thou saith the Lord. Speak. Don't? they cry Don't speak and go. God, don't want a bunch of crying babies. Do you hear what God said? You think every time you cry, it's a virtue. It's not a virtue. God doesn't want crying babies. Hallelujah. He wants men that has got a backbone. He wants women that have got a backbone. Not wish bones. I wish I had it. I wish I could do this. We are no longer in the wish season. We are in the manifestation season. Do you hear him what he's saying? A bunch of crying babies are not needed. We need men with a backbone, women with a backbone, a backbone that goes and gets the results. Amen. Wish I could do this. How many of you say I wish? There is no statement in the Bible that says wish. Until you say, if wishes, were, if wishes were horses, beggars will ride. Wishful thinking. We don't wish here. We think. And after we thought it, we speak it. And after we have spoken it, we believe it. And after we have believed it, it materializes. That, that's our nature. I don't I wish. Wish for what? Everybody can wish. Not wish bones. Wish I had it. Wish I could do it. Don't wish you could do it. Tomorrow go and do it. Amen. I say, tomorrow wake up and. Amen. Don't wish. Don't dream about it. Go and do it. Amen. You thought of it many times, wrote it many times, wished about it. Stop wishing. Take it, speak it, believe it, act upon it, it will materialize. I wish I had a a stable family. Wish, no, go and have a stable family. I wish my wife could be happy, go and make her happy what am i saying we have spoken because of wishful thinking as people that do not have power but yet we have power and i'm waking you up to the fact that you cannot wish anymore go and do it Backbones that will stand in the bridge amen claim the victory claim they are called out in the midst of darkness. No matter what anybody says, we speak and go forward. Believe the message. God is here. He will vindicate his message. God is here. He is the same God that was back yonder on Galilee He's the same God that was there in the days of Moses. He can't face. Church, did you hear that? Amen. If God cannot fail, you cannot face. The church cannot face. I hope yet again, Amen. your ways must be in line with your prayers. Your confession reveals the level of our prayer life. He that doesn't pray cannot claim anything. Then mediocrity characterizes you. Until your children say, if this is what the religion can do, if this is what your religion can do, I, I don't need it. Your weight must be in line with your prayers. Let's go on. He says... You have the power in you, folks. When now. right where you are sitting, you have the power in you now to do that. Now, Amen. the very thing that I say, go and do it. I don't say I'm going to invite a minister next week, he's going to give you power. I don't say let's wait for convention for power. I say right now, at this very minute, where you are sitting, you have a power to go and do it. Folks, I have got a question. If next week Sunday, if we were to say, we are not preaching today, there is no sermon, but today, every one of you, you will be given 15 minutes to come and say what God has done in your life. Will you have a sermon for 15 minutes about your life? I'm not talking where you waffle thank God he sent the message. That's too generic. I'm talking about specifics. Where you saw God moving on the scene. And say, This was the situation that I was in. This is what my confession over the situation, and this is what the results of my confession were. Messages are dying because people don't see the supernatural anymore. We are reciting spoken words and reciting sermon no results whatsoever. But I'm here to say, God hates. A powerless religion. I don't care whether you call it Brother Brenham. If it is powerless, God will hate it. We need, we need a religion that can deliver the results. We say we are not a halfway church. Either we are a church or we are not a church. Either we are believers or not believers. Either we are message believers or not message believers. But the days of folding our arms and delivering mediocrity are over. I want to provoke you. What have you done if you believe this power is in you? What what can you show? that this power is in me? Are you still crying about the things that you cried about last year? Things that bothered you five years, they're still bothering you. But you say, yes, I have the power in me. No there's got to be a testimony that's got to have a track record where you say, against all these odds. The odds were against me. I had no way to see a possibility. But I went back into the message. I went back into the Bible. And I was inspired by a scripture. I was inspired by a quotation. And from that time, I saw a way where there was no way. I made a way where there was no way, and by grace today, here am I. When you have experienced that, Satan will never deceive you. When you have experienced that, no one will talk you out of that experience because it's a personal experience. I spoke to a Zimbabwean brother in Cape Town. And I said, explain to me, how did you end up in Cape Town? He said there was a time where things were tough in Zimbabwe around 2008, 2007, 2008, 2009. He says I was a teacher, but I saw my salary coming to nothing. Couldn't help my family anymore. I felt disempowered as a young man. And he says, I came to South Africa. The only contact that I had was of my cousin. I couldn't make a contact with her when I was in Zim, but I said I will make a contact with her once I reach South Africa. Got to South Africa, the number never worked. Says when I reached Johannesburg, I began to think, do I reside here in Johannesburg? What do I do? He says, I had a little money, I took money, and I bought a ticket, a train ticket, I said, I'm going to Cape Town. He says, I didn't know who I was going to. I didn't know who was going to welcome me. He says, once we reached Cape Town, I was amazed that as we left the train or disembarked from the train, people didn't go as normally they would disperse. He says, somewhat they gathered at one place. He said, it dawned on me during that time that there was xenophobic attacks in Cape Town. Now it says right there, the NGOs came and said, you guys don't go anywhere. They took us into a hall and they gave us blankets. Then they gave us food. Then they took care of us. Then it says, then there came a time where they say, because you are too many, we need representatives from each country so that when we speak to you as NGOs, you've got one voice. He says, I was amazed I was chosen as a leader. He says, from a time when I was homeless, now I'm accommodated in no time. He says, I remember we had a press conference. I was sitting on the table with a lot of mics on the, on the table addressing a press conference. Then he says, while I was there, we spent some time there. While we were there, he said, I saw an advert in the newspaper where they were looking for staff at the University of Cape Town. He says, something nudged me in my heart. I said, I need to apply for this. He says, I went, applied, I wrote five psychometric tests, and I got them all right. After I got him right, he was now employed at the University of Cape Town. And it says when I got there, I was shocked when they told me that you can study for free. Mm. And it says, as I speak now, I've got uh, honors in B, B B BAC in information systems. Computer systems. BAC in computer systems. He says, now, I, I'm, a, I'm a graduate. I say, wait a minute. Do you know how many young people in this country that are message believers that day would never want to go to school? You are homeless. From homeless to U- UCT and becoming a graduate. He said, I'm here in Cape Town to stay for longer because I was not brought by a man. I will never be convinced by anyone to move until God convinces me to move because my coming here was not by human instrumentality it was by foreordination. Do you think this brother you can tell him that God is not alive? Can we tell him that the message of the hour has got no power? He will tell you that you are speaking hogwash. I know what I'm talking about. I know where God took me from and where he placed me. And I'm challenging you. We have preached. Wednesday, Sunday, you clapped hands. Amen. Messages are there. Over 160,000 downloads. We have preached until we're blue. Do you have results? do you have the result where you can say against all odds? Sincerity brings power. Many don't need, they cannot ask because they are not sincere. Doji characters. A dodgy character in the message can never ask God to do anything. Moving by night in suspicious corners. You're not going to have testimony you are the one that will end up saying, you know, message people, if you say message people, who are you? Are you an imposter? Because we thought we all are message people. If you say you message, who are you? You are planted by the enemy to discourage us. Amen. Amen. You South African young men, Foreigners have got more testimonies than you have. With no backing of government, with no resources. They come and do things right before your eyes. And later on, when that, you know, jealousy is the final graduation stage of being a witch then you start being jealous of them and becoming xenophobic. They had no RDP. They had no grant. Nothing. They had no nafsas. Nothing. But they made it. You, with all the resources, all you knew, the prophet said, when we say result, you get angry. had young men that were angry with me in this church. Some of them left because I asked. I said, brother, you're not going to just say the prophet said, Hey, what are you doing? Amen. How far are we with school? Oh, those things are carnal. Hey, brother, I'm a pastor. <laughs> I preach this message while you are still there. So I need, what do you because an idle mind is the devil's workshop. What are you doing? <laughs> Later they leave and say, is not spiritual. Yes, I'm happy to wear that badge of, that name with honor. A man must be responsible. If God cannot trust you in the natural, he cannot trust you in the spiritual side of you. We can't say you are our deacon. We don't even know when you wake up, where you go. I don't know. Can you hold a job? Can you take care of a family? Can you have a structure, then it gives us credibility that this man, we can trust him. Because if you can't take care of your house, you can't take care of the house of the Lord. Are you with me? And I'm not painting all young people with the same brush South Africa. We've got the likes of Sister Michelle. They made it against all odds. Graduate. And we say we need more of such. Amen. And you sisters, and sisters, you are getting too much excited, excited over silly things. If a child, if a sister has got a child and has got no husband, no baby shower. Baby shower for what? <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate a promiscuous outcome. No. Yeah, you can buy gifts secretly, but you can't host until we say, hey, where is the father? Baby showers are for people, women, that are pregnant and have got husbands. <laughs> if no husband, no baby shower. Amen. You find that it's message believers celebrating and you say, where's the... Fa-? We don't know. Well, then why are you doing it? <laughs> then you encourage others to do exactly... I'm preaching here for... With me, I don't, I'm not here to be pat on the back. I'm here to deliver the truth. We are encouraging certain life passively. There's a young girl. I'll share things with you. She phoned me and told me, hey, Pastor, there's this young man that I love so much. We have been together for long. Our pastor doesn't seem to understand. Can you help? As she was talking, right there, I switched over because I don't, these days I will never officiate any marriage outside this church. I don't do it anymore. If a pastor phones me and poverty, says there is a wedding, can you come? No. Every pastor must marry their own people. He knows them. Because we end up officiating marriages of divorcees. A pastor knows this man is a divorcee. He's hiding. Who can I get? Maribane Whitbang. Because he loves preaching. He comes driving here. Later he was officiated a marriage of a... I don't do that anymore. Ah, some pastors already know. I say, Pastor, no. Do it for your own people. Amen. Two things that I don't do. I don't serve communion, except for my church. I don't officiate marriages, except as people from my church. That's it. Amen. Ah, we officiated marriages of Jesus. No, I can't do that anymore. Amen. Then she spoke and said, yeah. Ah, in my mind, I switched. First, I said, you speak to your pastor or get another pastor that is next to you to speak to your pastor and have a meeting and find a solution. I can't help. I'm way too far from where you are. Then later, a deacon phoned me and said, Pastor, we understand she phoned you. Uh, We just wanted to know because she's pregnant. I said to the deacon, I said, "Ah, you're not even saving me. I told her that I'm not going to be part of that. I say, I've even taken it further. I don't officiate marriages of a believer and an unbeliever. I've preached it in this church. If your child gets married to uh, Baba Zondo, (laughs) Baba Zondo's church must officiate (laughs) We will come as guests. Deacons of Baba Zondo's church must be deacons. (laughs) I can't say, are are you with me? We, we, We are getting into an hour of sincerity. Are you in? Parents, don't wait until it happens and say the pastor hates me. I'm telling you before it happens. So that when a child comes to say, you know it, our church Mfunisu how he does things. Let's get Baba Zondo to run the whole thing. Mfunisu will just invite him. Can I get an amen? amen? I'm glad it is on record we will play this tape one day. Amen. Sincerity brings power. And we are getting into a zone where we want to be sincere so that we can become powerful. You have heard me, my young men. eh? Amen. Amen. Okay. You, You have power in you to do that now. But that power that you have in you now could make a? You have power in you to do what? Believers. A world where it is corona free. A world where it is divorce free. A world where it is delinquent free. You have power to make that world. God doesn't have little or weak spots, or and big and heavy spots. That's powerful. The least little touch of God is omnipotent. Yes. The least little touch of God. So you know. So I'm trying to get you in the faith now. Amen. That's what I'm trying to do with you right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hope we are together. The message. The last quotation, it's a parting shot, 151. That's what power is in the church now, but it is controlled by a law. And that law is not keeping a bunch of commandments. It's a law of faith. Jesus said, all things are possible to them. Do you believe this morning? All things are possible to you. And if you can't believe, whatever God will lead your soul to believe, that is yours. If you can believe it, whatever God will lead your soul to believe, that is yours. This morning, if God leads your soul to believe in something, we declare it, it's yours. Folks, every place the souls of your food can step upon, by faith God gives it to you. It's yours. You possess it. If you can find the key to this law of faith that opens it to you, you see what I mean? The power is controlled by if you are a son, you are a daughter of God, that never leaves you. It's with you all, but your faith gets away from it, but it's still there. So this power never leaves you. Wherever you go, It is there with you all the time. If you are a son and a daughter of God and God leads you to have something, it's already yours. God bless you richly, church. As we stand to our feet. I want to sing a worshiping song. Only believe, only believe, all things are. And if you have a need in your heart, you're going to raise your hand that we remember you in prayer that God may grant you your heart's a desire. I believe this morning we came here, we have needs. We have desires. But as we said, if you speak it, believe it, act upon it, it materializes. It begins with you. Only believe, only believe all things are possible. How many believe this morning? believe All, All things are possible. Things are possible. Lord é have Believe. Lord, believe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I,
1: All All
0: Lord, I receive you. Jesus. Oh,
1: Jesus,
0: Jesus is here. the To expectations is our desire. Thank you, Lord
1: Jesus.
0: May I raise your hand if you need prayer. We'll remember you right where you are. Meet you at your point of need. He is still a a prayer answering God. He is still a deliverer. He is still a healer. Still a savior. Whatever you need him to be, he is still exactly that. As we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father. We appreciate that we have somebody that we can come to when we get overwhelmed. We appreciate that we have somebody that we can come to when we are sick. And we appreciate that there is somebody that can come looking for us when we are lost. We appreciate that we have somebody that can solve our problems. And Lord, there is none but Thee and this afternoon we approach your throne of grace with various needs in the building hands have gone up and every time a hand goes up it goes against the force of gravity it goes against the gravity of doubts it goes against the gravity of weaknesses and excuses they raised their hands as an acknowledgement that you are a helper in times of need Heavenly Father, there are many that are here, dear God, that have got various challenges. Humanly speaking, they look at their challenges and they know them to be insurmountable. But this morning, as the way it went forth, and as the way it assured us that we've got the power right now in us to create a new world, I believe God through their faith. You will help them to create a world of their own. From a world where things were not peaceful to a world where things are peaceful. From a world where things seemed impossible to a world where things are possible. From a world of sickness to a world of health. From the world of the lost to the world of found. I know, dear God, We speak to you because we know these things, you can do them. I believe, dear God, somebody will have a testimony and will come and speak their testimony. And through their testimony, there will be another testimony. And through their miracle, there will be another miracle. That is exactly what we are here for. I pray for them, dear God, in this unstable world, The world that has lost a sense of equilibrium. I'm praying for them, dear God, as they go back to their places of work. Well, dear God, if there are bottlenecks, open those bottlenecks. If there are challenges, resolve those challenges. Dear God, whatever they need, even those that may be out of job, may you grant them the jobs. Dear God, we know that, dear God, everything that we need we have to speak it, we have to believe it, we have to act upon it, then it will be actualized. If there are those that are sick in the building, we don't say they will be healed tomorrow. The healing power is available right now. And as the Church of the Living God, we pronounce their healing. Dear God, if there are those that are tormented by spirits of depression, by spirits, various spirits, in the name of Jesus Christ, May you deliver them right now. Whatever is needed in the building, grant it now. And may the saints by faith say, I've got it. And when they leave this doors, they must be able to act upon it, dear God. And as they will be traveling to various places, various destinations, I pray for the traveling mercy until such time we meet again. And all these things we ask them in the most powerful name, the only name that was given to the human race, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week till we see you. Have a blessed week till we see you next Sunday. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. And then just give us his songs. And we rejoice and go home. Amen. Amen. Oh It does wonders. Um, we sing it with understanding of what the name of the Lord can do. Just give us another song. Are we back with rehearsals? When are we having rehearsals? Yeah, we have to get back to some normality. Amen. Let's sing and enjoy. You know, Brother Bram says music heals. Music, you will lift up your mood. Yes, Music can can do something to the cells of your body. Amen. Uh, so we are very much happy. Uh, give us a song, and then we will. Amen.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: in church. No one does say hates the gathering of the saints. It troubles him because we come out recharged. Amen. We lift him high. How many lift him higher? Let's lift him higher this afternoon.
1: Oh. Wow.